Good morning. Good morning. This is Ron Duck Wyatt. I am filling in for Senator Sawyer on We're Just Saying. I appreciate all you radio listeners out there, whether it be 105.9, 100.9, or of course, 1400 AM. Appreciate you all taking the time to listen this morning. I apologize that Senator Sawyer had other commitments and could not be here, but we're still going to have a good show today. I would also like to let everybody know we are streaming live on WSICnews.com and social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or X, and LinkedIn. You can watch live or check out previous episodes if you would like. But once again, I'd like to thank all of you all for listening in. We're going to talk about a few things happening in the great big town of Troutman today and hope that some of you viewers will find interest and come and view us and uh, participate in a couple of events we got up. The first big one that's an annual tradition that we enjoy and have lots of participants, also lots of people spectating, but we are still open for those that would like to participate, and that is our annual Christmas parade. It'll be December 2nd, 11 o'clock a.m., and it'll be on Main Street in the town of Troutman. If you wish to spectate, there's plenty of greenway area there that you can bring your chairs uh Canopies, if you're worried about the sun, depending on the weather that day, and a few trees that you also can get under. But we would welcome you to come and visit us. Uh, Parade participants, you can still apply up until Friday this coming week, the day after Thanksgiving. Even though the town of Troutman is closed on Thursday and Friday for the Thanksgiving holiday, you can certainly go to our website under the Parks and Rec Department and find the parade application and fill it out. In the following week, you'll be notified uh, if it's accepted and what what, what uh, placement you will be in the parade. We do not charge a fee for the participants to be in the parade. Uh, the only major rule that I can tell you about the parade in Troutman is that we ask if you choose to hand out candy as a participant, that it be handed out. Due to injuries and little children running out in front of vehicles and sometimes there's animals there, we prefer that it be handed to them so that there's no injuries and the likely result of a child getting loose from mom or dad is also not there. But we look forward to seeing you at the Christmas parade. We'll have a good time. And that's an awesome event that we do every year. The next thing that we do uh, is an annual tradition with us also that has been going on for numerous years is our Jingle 5K. Uh, a lot of folks will dress up like elves. Some will be like Santa Claus. Of course, the Grinch will make an appearance, always does. There might be multiple Grinches, but the Jingle 5K is going to be held on December 10th at 3 o'clock p.m. Great event to come out, exercise a little bit, or just as a spectator to watch the different costumes that the participants will wear so that they can enjoy their exercise. But if you would like to participate and get an awesome Jingle K, uh, Jingle Run 5K t-shirt, you will need to register by November 30th. That way we will have your information in, and for $20 you get a t-shirt to memorialize what fun you had. Uh, And also, if you choose to spectate, there will be areas there for you to do that as well. But the town of Troutman uh, is unlike uh, a lot in a lot of areas, but 
as we grow, certain things do happen in our town that makes us scratch our head and say, wow, why did that happen? And, of course, the first thing that I'll talk about in that area is, as many of you know, we recently had a murder in the town of Troutman, a very tragic type thing when you look at all the circumstances. Uh, of course, I appreciate Chief uh, Josh Watson and all the staff had multiple agencies assist in the investigation. The SBI was very crucial in getting it done. So was North Carolina Highway Patrol and Iredell County Sheriff's Office. They participated as well in the initial uh, securing crime scenes because there were multiples and, and that type thing. But the sad thing is uh, two young men, uh, were shot. One is, is, of course, was murdered and no longer with us. And there were two other young men that were involved in, in the robbery. And to be blunt and straightforward, it's a drug deal gone bad. Uh, two young men who had full life expectations in front of them just simply made bad choices and was in the process of selling drugs. Two other young men who also had lots of look to look forward in life made bad choices and decided to rob the, the folks selling the drugs. And, and that is the sad reality. Four lives forever upset, one gone already. Others will be incarcerated for some time, and one will have the scars for the rest of his life for his bad choices. But I would like to say James Richard Gann, who lives in Cornelius, uh, 19 years old, uh, it was a, turned himself into the sheriff's office and was arrested and remains in Iredell County Jail under no bond. Uh, the other person arrested for the crime was a juvenile, and until December, if and when the Iredell County uh, DA's office is successful in getting that moved over to an adult court, we simply cannot release his name, uh, unfortunately. But of all four persons, three of them did not live, work, or play in Troutman. It just wound up to be the location that they decided to meet and this drug deal occur when everything went south. I would also like to thank several citizens that reached out early on, uh, whether they thought they had video evidence or whether they had uh, other information that was beneficial uh, to the crime, and then later the apprehension of the suspects. But in particular, there were several out-of-state agencies in Texas and down in Georgia that were following up leads so that the suspect could also be uh, apprehended and, as they were chasing down the leads. We never know what evidence is going to be crucial in a successful prosecution. And, and in this case, if you're out there listening and you think you may have some pertinent information, feel free to contact uh, Troutman Police Department at 704-528-7601 and ask for Chief Josh Watson, or you can ask for our con uh, detective Cameron Jones and, and provide that information to them. It would be greatly appreciated. There obviously was enough information already to make the arrest, uh, but that does not mean that the investigation is over. That will continue on for several months as they're dotting I's and crossing T's. And again, our condolences to the family, regardless of the choices that was made. Uh, anytime a, a young life is lost, that's tra tragic. And our condolences to them, but also condolences to the family of the suspect, suspects, because they too 
young men made poor choices. And it just gives us a little reminder. We're getting ready to go to break, but just reflect a little bit and think, you know, while we try to control certain things, there are things that's out of our control. But but let's do be uh, patient and understand that parents don't do what their children do or vice versa in these situations, but our sympathy goes out for all. Let's get ready for this commercial break so that we can pay for you to hear me some more. Uh, as we exit, we're just saying, Senator Vicki Sawyer, so... Good morning and welcome back. Again, this is Ron Duck Wyatt, Town of Troutman Town Manager. I am filling in for our great good Senator Vicki Sawyer on We're Just Saying. Vicki had other commitments and couldn't be here and she asked I to fill in. And of course, we all know I can't replace the good Senator, but we certainly are going to have a good show today. We've already talked about the rest and a couple of events that are coming up in Troutman. Uh, now let's talk about the things that get people's ire up. And that would be traffic, 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 traffic. Lord have mercy. Our whole area, whether you be a resident of Cornelius, Huntersville, Morrisville, Troutman, Statesville, we've got folks complaining everywhere about the traffic. As we have talked on the radio show before, whether it be Senator Vicki Sawyer, who is actually co-chair of the North Carolina Transportation Committee, or, or whether it be House member Jeff McNeely, who is also co-chairing the House on the Transportation Committee, that, that formula is very uh, outdated, I think, is the word I will use to go back into the days uh, of when it was done. We in North Carolina seem to have a let them come first and then we will build it. And some people take great issue with that. And on one hand, I understand. Why, why do you want all these people that can't get nowhere before you tried to fix the roads and the streets and all of those? Well, the reality is, and, and Florida is a good example for any of you that care to go and fact check, they, they wound up with a whole lot of money somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 years ago, and they started building roads because the growth was coming. Florida was going to be the largest populated state. All the people up north was moving south. People from the west was moving there. Great economy, great good stuff. Everybody was happy, and they built a lot of roads to nowhere. From nowhere to nowhere, to this day, there's a lot of property that was supposed to be developed that never did get developed, and some of the main roads in, in Florida are in bad need of repair because they misappropriated the funds and trying to make the public happy, let's build all these roads, but then the people didn't come. We had one great recession of 2008, uh, and whether The Economist will tell us we've officially had a recession recently or not, I think everybody's purse or pocketbook or billfold, like mine out there, is certainly hurting the last couple of years with, with what increases in all of our goods and, and things are costing us. So hopefully we're not going to get to the big R word where it's a recession. 
But all that being said, the, the goods that we get, the whole model of that has changed. People used to drive to the mall to buy whatever products they needed. Now we, we go to Amazon, online, other sites, and say, hey, please send me my stuff. And what used to be two to three days we were happy, our society's appetite cannot remember those woes. So now we want it delivered this afternoon if I order it this morning. Well, that requires extra transportation as well. But what is it? What What's the right answer? How are they going to fix it? Folks, I cannot tell you what the ideal answer that's going to make everybody happy, but I can tell you as on the town manager side, we as staff have been planning a long time. All municipalities in this area have been, but we're still kind of at the mercy of the state because the main arteries through all of our towns are state-funded roads, DOT, some federal highway money's in there too, and we have to go by what they say, when they say, when they can afford. But the towns certainly make plans. Town of Troutman just updated our pedestrian bike plan. We also uh, have updated our transportation plan, and we certainly are making uh, attempts to make sure when developers do come, there's a thing called a TIA, which is a traffic impact analysis, if they are a hundred units development or a large business, they have to pay for one of these and have it available so that town staff, its planners, and we also have contracted with a transportation firm that specializes in that to make sure that our plan fits DOT's growth plan and if there's anything we can do to encourage or expedite those lanes getting there or stoplights being added or things of that nature. In the town of Troutman, Oswald Amity, Main Street, there was a stoplight put in. When it came, many people was very happy. But there's also many, and myself included, that's not too happy. It did not take much of rocket science to figure out that if you've got two lanes going north and two lanes going south and only one stoplight, you're invariably going to come up to that light and somebody's waiting to turn across from you and here in the south we are kinder gentler people in general and uh, there's a lot of people that will flash lights and say go ahead and cut across and that gets the traffic flowing i had one of the former statesville city council members want to know how everybody in Tra troutman was trained and so nice to let people cross in traffic he said it didn't happen in statesville uh, and i kind of chuckled until the next day i went to do a radio show in statesville and sure enough citizens in statesville was motion for me to go uh, on at one of those such intersections so if we will pay attention to our traffic and our surroundings, we certainly can help the flow of traffic by simply slowing down and let somebody turn in front of you uh, if you give them space and time and notice that you're allowing that. But in the meantime, yes, we're growing a lot. Uh, I won't say a lot. There's a certain small percentage of people out there that uh, I would say are anti-growthers, and they like going to social media and telling how bad it is. I had one resident that moved here uh, recently from the West Coast called me and said, hey, uh, if there's any way you can tell these people, all they got to do is and go and visit a real city and see how traffic really is, and then they would have nothing to complain about. But I will also say, as I tried to teach my teenagers, you can save 20 minutes if you leave five minutes early sometimes or five minutes later. And the town of Troutman, we have joked, but it's also been a serious fact that for many years, our town population doubles every day that school is in session. 
all of these residents from some, even from outside the county, but most outside the town of Troutman's limits, but county residents come to one of the four schools. We have Troutman Elementary, Troutman Middle, South Iredale High School, and the CATS Career Academy Training School that uh, partners with Mitchell College. But we also have a, a, a private school, a uh, public school, I'm sorry, but it's a charter school south of Troutman down at exit 42. So we actually have five schools currently in the town of Troutman, and our population more than doubled for a lot of years. Every day school was in session. So the elementary kids uh, start out somewhere around 7 o'clock time frame, and then the middle school, high schoolers were around eight. Well, if you live there, you know the traffic pattern. You know for that hour, those arteries are going to be congested and, and heavy because of parents trying to get to and from. But I will also say, let's also go back for folks that are in my generation, I'm late 50s, that 90% of the children went to schools, elementary and middle school when I was those ages, all rode the school bus. And now they don't. When you go by the same Troutman Elementary that I attended or the Troutman Middle School, we will have traffic at times almost a half mile away of parents showing up sometimes 45 minutes early so that they can get in front of the line to pick up children at the school. And that's clogging up town streets. That's clogging up some of the state highways that runs through towns. And it is a necessary evil, but that's not a growth factor that's causing that. That's people's choices that they don't want their children on school buses for whatever reason, and they choose to drive, whether it be a parent, grandparent, parent, or a neighbor that's just picking up two or three kids. But that's part of the thing that helps it. How do we fix it? I, I, I can't tell you if people should be happy and use the school bus uh, or if they're not and, and look at alternative means. But does that mean we start requiring schools to build a half-mile road around every new school that they build so that this traffic can get there and get off of our streets? Interesting point. We've got a high school that's to be built in our town limits. So say the county commissioners that did a bond many years ago. And so says the school board that has been wrangling with this decision many years. The cost of that school went from $80 million, I have heard, as high as $200 million. And they keep sending out to architects, to engineers, and coming back waiting for um, DPI and Raleigh to approve the plans. And then they may go out to bid sometime January or February, if that comes to fruition. But that's a perfect example. If we're talking about traffic, and we already know at the existing schools how far traffic is backed up, is that something we should start requiring going forward? That there be an offloading, onloading lane put in front of these schools because many of you parents out there are making the conscious decision to drive your child to and from school. And again, I'm not criticizing your decision. But those that get on social media and start criticizing planning and staff understand that that $200 million school now gets another half million million dollars added to it if we need to add a quarter mile or a half mile road around it for the onloading and offloading of the school traffic. That's just one example and, and one discussion. I'm certainly not proposing that we make the school do that or we make everybody else doing that. I am saying as an option, if we're going to look at rational common sense, hey, 
Where do we build these extra streets and roads when they're coming? Do we require the school system to build an extra half mile road in and out of the school on the entrance? Not just on their property, but if you did all that, now you're looking at almost a a mile worth of roads for a high school that's going to have 1,500 to 2,000 students. We look at Lake Norman down in Mooresville. That is the major, major complaint of folks trying to come through 150 because how short that road is going into and out of the high school. So it's certainly a conversation that we could consider and maybe have future discussion. DOT, the town will certainly consider it in its, its plans. Look, we're getting ready to have to take another break from We're Just Saying, Senator Vicki Sawyer's show. Uh, special guest host Ron Duck White. Please enjoy our commercial that is coming up so that we can continue offering you good information and news. Good morning. Thank you and welcome back. And I apologize that if you are late tuning in and expecting Senator Vicki Sawyer to be on the air, she had other commitments and could not be here. I'm Ron Duck Wyatt, the town manager for the town of Troutman. We had finished the last segment up talking about traffic. Hey, should we build extra roads around schools? Should that be a requirement of the site plan and everything that has to be reviewed? Uh, It's certainly a possibility to discuss going forward. Uh, And leading into that, (coughs) the next thing I'd like for us to talk about is economic development. What does that mean? How does that impact traffic? I'll use a perfect example. Uh, We talked about Oswald Amity and Main Street earlier and a stoplight being put there. Anytime you have growth coming, whether it be residential or commercial, as I said, if it's a large enough of a project, they will have to go through and do a TIA, which is Traffic Impact Analysis. And on that particular stretch in between Oswald Amity and the normal town limits of Troutman, we had several projects come, I I would not say simultaneously, but they were pretty close and we knew they were in the hopper, or as one of my council members, Eddie Now says, the hopper, uh, because he's from New York, folks. But uh, it it was there and we said, hey, let's talk to DOT about getting a turning lane here on one side of the road, which would be the eastern, southeastern side, That's where 1.7 million square feet of commercial uh, industrial space was supposed to be built or could be built in two different buildings. On the west side or northwest side of the road, that's where we had several residential uh, properties that started out as one. Uh, Those developers have since come back for a second piece that they added. And I do believe they're coming forward in the near future with a third piece that they're adding to make it a residential neighborhood, but business, neighborhood-friendly business in front of those developments. So we sat down and said, hey, DOT, we've got all these folks together. Can we put everybody together in one pot and then have a turn lane extended all the way down in front of these future developments? 
for some odd reason, DOT come back and said, no, it does not meet warrants. And that's not warrants for arrest. That's warrants in their lingo that says traffic counts have got to be so much. There has to be so much waiting time. Uh, ha- these TIAs, by the way, have to be done while school is in session. So they do them during the morning when school traffic's coming and going during the day and then in the afternoons when school let out. But we try to negotiate with DOT and continue to negotiate on things like that so that we can improve the traffic around this development. Every time we have development, we also have some people who are absolutely for the projects, and then we get others that are not. We had one such resident recently that come out and said they had bought their dream home. They wanted to retire there. Uh, but we bad people in town government was corrupting it by doing all this industrial growth. Folks, regardless of where you live, town of Troutman, Mooresville, City of Statesville, Cornelius, Huntersville, all of these towns, your town has a growth plan. It has things out there to where the industrial pieces are supposed to go. We also have the places where normal retail shopping is supposed to go. And then we have an idea of where we would like to see the residential pieces go. You really don't want to mix industrial in residential, but it does happen in other areas and that formula normally does not equate very well. So what normally happens when you go to buy a house, your realtor uh, or you, depending on your expertise, should do a little bit of fact finding. The one resident that complained with us was talking about it as a perfect retirement home, yet if you look out the front porch and to the left, there's a million-square-foot building over there that is called the Walmart Distribution Center. If you see that, that should be a clue that this whole area I live in might be a future industrial growth area. And sure enough, in the town of Troutman, we have for more than 30 years in records that I have found labeled that entire area that it would be our future industrial commercial growth area for the town of Troutman. Some people may say, well, why would you do that? Why why did you pick on these people? I can assure you the town didn't come out and said, we don't like these one, two, ten people, and this is where we're just going to mess up the whole area for the next 100, 200 years. What the town traffic study does and the planning studies do is they get input from the community members, business owners, the experts that have seen growth in other areas of the state, people that have seen growth in other states that are coming here as consultants, and you try to get things that's going to involve 18-wheeler trucks, for example, or a lot of these cab trucks doing these deliveries, you, you want a lot of those to be close to the interstate. You don't want them driving two miles away through other property to get to a distribution center that may be located on the west side of our town in Troutman up Old Mountain Road. That's clearly several miles of residential area, some mixed business in there, but you don't want all those 18-wheeler trucks driving all of those ways to get to a distribution center. So you try to make industrial projects like that be somewhat as close to the interstate as you can. Uh, Many years ago, we had one particular neighborhood when that Walmart building was being built that actually wanted to purchase property and have about the same size building on the backside. And the neighbor showed up in mass and said, no, 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 no. One's enough, but we don't need two. Town council responded and said, okay, 
We, we, we are good if that's what you all choose. The property owner who had been in the farming business for many decades, if not a century, through his family, had openly and publicly stated he was not continuing farming, didn't have anybody else in his family that wanted to continue farming. And if he did, he'd sell the property to them if anybody else wanted to farm it. As a matter of fact, this property is just for sale. Who wants to buy it? I am going to sell it. I'm old. I'm getting out. It's for sale. It sat dormant a couple years, maybe even four, and nobody bought it. Then he comes back to the town council requesting that it be a residential neighborhood. Again, several citizens come out complaining, oh, no, you're not disrupting our quality of life. And several town council members made the public statement that you already denied a commercial project then we had to allow the next project to come in that was residential. Otherwise, the town council can get sued over its planning and its zoning issues. And that's where a lot of time we have a disconnect with the public. Most of the time, the public goes by, and as long as they're not affected, they really don't get involved in other issues or try to understand the complexness uh, that, that's not even a word, complexness, uh, complexity of a situation that comes out in, hey, how, how do we do this? Well, going back to what my father ter- taught me at an early age, if you want to control what's happening next door, own it. And it's up to you to decide how far next door you want to go to own it. But the simple facts are, and the laws in the United States are, We as a town government cannot tell people you can or cannot sell your property. All we can do is plan and make sure that those plans are for the benefit of the overall vibrance of the community. That does not mean every business that comes to town is wanted or needed by the majority of its citizens. That does not mean that every residential project that comes to a town is wanted or needed by its citizens. We get into the controversy a lot of times of, well, where's your low-income housing? What is low-income housing? What kind of people does that bring? And then you start to see some of the nastiness from the public when they start trying to judge themselves. Back to that one project I just talked to you about. Commercial versus residential, residential versus commercial. A couple of those folks were quoted as saying, They did not want the trash associated with people only being able to buy a $325,000 house in their neighborhood. And I thought, wow, for one, that's a whole lot more than what my house cost. And and if we're trash, I've got into a new social economic uh, group that I didn't realize I was in. But a lot of people get very, very brutal when they start talking about these things. It's easy to target your elected officials or town staff to say, why don't you do this? You should do that. You're you're an idiot. You should do those things. Not saying that people's wrong for their opinion, but I am saying there's very few people out there that voice all these opinions on social media will actually spend $5 to run for a public office so that they can make them appropriate decisions they think's right. Occasionally, we get elected officials in, regardless of what town or city it is. They have promised many of you, I'm going to vote no, 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 no. We're not going to have the growth. Just simply do Google search and look around some of our towns and cities and how many lawsuits have been filed and are pending uh, 
and or have already been settled. And there's a couple towns that had the philosophy and said so publicly. We're denying it. Sue us if the judge in court tells us to let you in, then we will. I don't think that's good stewards of taxpayer dollars. To me, you should follow your growth plan. You should follow the business plan that's out there. And then it, you should look for projects that help a community be more in harmony and be more vibrant. We just happen to live in the area here because of North Carolina's policies on being business friendly. And again, thanks to Vicki Sawyer, our North Carolina senator from the area, House members, uh, Gray Mills from Mooresville, Mitchell Sutzer from Troutman and Catawba, uh, Jeff McNeely from North Troutman and Statesville, North Iredell areas, that all of these folks have lived here long enough that they understood when most every one of our communities were begging for certain big box uh, industrial sites to come here and do business in our town. And once they finally started showing up, that saves a lot of tax dollars that, that, that you would have to be raised normally to get the type funds that you need to provide the services. When we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit about the services, a little bit about the tax. But I ask you all, please look out there and see what happens in these developments instead of just stating loudly whether you like or don't like something without the rest of the facts. I like to thank all of you radio listeners as well as everybody that's on live stream viewing. Thank you very much for joining our show today. We've got one more segment after the breaks. And thank you for being with us on We're Just Saying, North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer Show. Thank you. Thank you. Good back. Good to be back. Uh, I was getting some hot text coming in here. We just had an election, as several towns and municipalities did. And for the town of Troutman, uh, Eddie Now, who currently serves on the council, was the top vote getter. And by all indications, was clear and would be the top vote getter. Nick Jarazinski was in second place, four votes ahead of current council member. George Harris, uh, just four votes ahead. Then we learned that there had been four absentees requested and mailed out, and there was one provisional, which simply means somebody voted, but for whatever reasons, it was not indicated that they were a town resident. So all of that had to be waited until they come in and they have this big meeting that's open to the public at the Board of Elections in Iredell County. That occurred at 11 o'clock this morning, and I just got the text. Uh, Councilman George Harris did, in fact, lose the election, but by one vote. So for all of you out there that says my vote don't count, one vote is what he lost the election by. The official count was 144 to 143 in that race, and Councilman Harris lost by one vote. In the December meeting, we will be asking Nick Jarosinski to come on board, and he will be sworn in after we do some uh, business up front. But that is the official results for the town of Troutman. 
eighty now top vote getter. Nick Jarosinski is in by one vote. Um, and having said that, talking about elections, congratulations to our friend Chris Carney, the new mayor down in Mooresville. He his campaign was a whole lot different than one vote. I think in the political world, they call that a stomping. 69 point something to 30 point something. And that, that's that's pretty tough right there. But congratulations to Chris on his victory. Also, we got a new councilman in uh, Cornelius, Robbie Carney. Congratulations to him. Fine young man. Known him for a lot of years, too. He used to be the uh, recruiter in the Mooresville area for economic development and uh, knows a lot about government, knows a lot about how to get good things in your area that are beneficial. And uh, as I said earlier, we talk about economic development, uh, the the taxes for businesses uh, for most people, it's it's understood. When you have commercial projects, that generates a lot more tax revenue, so it uh, lessens the burden on the normal tax rate to, to your residential uh, citizens that's out there. But what drives the tax rate? Why, why do we have to have, excuse me, why do we have to have these taxes? What do you do with them? Well, depending on where you are depends on what actually drives that tax rate. For the town of Troutman, for example, yes, we have a police department. It is the largest part of our budget, but we also have all the other services. We have the request from citizens. Uh, we, we get different type requests. Some of them make sense to most of us, uh, such as parks and rec. When you start talking about infrastructure, and that's where your taxes go towards is a lot of infrastructure. Parks and Rec is actually considered one of the infrastructure pieces that a town or municipal government should or county should provide to their citizens. Ours has been very slow growing. A lot of years we stayed in the less than 1,000 citizens, and then we moved to the uh, teens of hundreds. And the last census had us around 36, 3,700. Today, my guesstimate is we're somewhere between uh, 7,800 and 9,400 residents. But what does that mean on our services? What, what do we do? Well, as far as the parks and rec, we have just almost completed a, uh, a purchase where we had bought a house and several acres of land that are at the entrance to our park. And that way the property is fluid. So we bought the house, remodeled it so it can be rec uh, offices, and there will be some programming that is done there. But it being a house, you, of course, don't have a huge, large space to where you can have a lot of indoor activities there. So it'll be kind of small meetings or class-oriented type things that's, that's there. But going on to the subject that's getting ready to hit Troutman right in the forehead is we uh, sub out a lot of our services, like leaf and limb pickup. We use McCoy's Tree Service. They have been doing that for a couple decades now, and they keep doing it as we grow and doing a fine job. 
but we also have subbed out our trash services. Uh, Benfield Sanitation back in the day was the business name, and the Benfield family, it was passed down to Jeff Benfield, who owned it, and Jeff had this customer service mindset uh, of what he was going to do and how his employees were do, and was in business uh, many, many years. Well, it got toward the time where Jeff decided to sell, and he did, but the only request was, was don't you dare sell out to none of these national people because they, they don't know how to take care of our neighbors and we live in this community. Unfortunately, the new owner did not listen to that. Danny Lippert, within two years, sold out to Republic Services. The first meeting I had with Republic offering trash services to Troutman, uh, our monthly rate is $9 and 60 some cent, I think, if uh, if I remember that close to detail. And the first meeting I have with Republic is, well, you're going up to a minimum of $15, but we will incrementally walk you up to sixteen seventeen. Uh, and of course, we as staff said, well, you're going to wait till budget time. Nope, it's, it's going to happen soon. Well, we've already got our first bill for that. And we are, as a town, exploring options, have talked to multiple vendors who wants to come in and, and be our trash company provider. But that'll be a, an exponential cost to the town as we go forward. And it's something that we will discuss many times publicly on what is the best path and the cost of that. How does it get passed on to the citizens? We as the town of Troutman did not make that decision. But we're certainly going to be criticized for it and how we handled it and how we handle it going forward. But we will have a couple community events. We've had several citizens to call and say, hey, why am I having to push my trash can to the curb for you all to come by and pick it up? I want you to come where I'm from. They come over here and they, they pick it up at the side of the house. That way we don't have all these nasty trash cans sitting around on the street in public view. My God, are you people stupid? Just leave this house over here next to us and, and come over here. And, and when I'm saying you people stupid, I'm not talking about you citizens. I'm saying they was calling us staff stupid. But if you care to chuckle a minute and think, yeah, what person don't want to take his trash can to the curb? That's on you. But, but when I explain there's a cost factor that goes to that service, I still had a couple adamant that they should be allowed to not worry about taking their trash to the curb because their lives are so busy and full, they can't remember to take it out there. And then that causes a crisis at their house when the trash can is overflowing next week. But the reality is we try to provide the services that the majority of our citizens want. They do that by telling our town council members what they would like, what they need, what they expect. Whether we're expanding the park area incrementally, we didn't take 20-some million and come in and upset the whole thing and do it. We don't have that. Our annual budget, including our, our public works, is less than $14 million. So when you see other places that, hey, they just built a $3 million skate park, why is they not one in trout? You're talking about 20% of the entire budget. That's why it's not there. You also say, I want my taxes reduced. Okay. We have some citizens right now, our immediate need in the town is we're going to have to have a town hall built so that all the staff can be in one building serving their citizens going forward to the future. Right now, we have 
already have got five different buildings that we have staff in and what we're doing in those places is is out of necessity but you still have a couple of those that get on social media those idiots up at town they don't need a new town building they can save us a lot of money give me more of my tax money back the reality is just like your own family budgets you have to make those decisions do without some things a little longer piecemeal certain things together until you can. I was a child that was raised by a a very good set of parents, and I love them even though they're no longer with me, but they taught me a lot of valuable lessons growing up. One, sometimes I got hand-me-down clothes. Sometimes I used something longer than it was, but you learn how to repair it and make it work to get by. As a society, we are getting into the uh, feed my ego now, I want the new, I want the best, and it's simply just not working. So when you're out there and you start looking at what your taxes are, by all means, question your town, counsel the, question the county. What, where is my money going? Am I getting all the services that I expect? But most importantly, when you start asking those questions, is it something that most of your neighbors are going to want? Because if somebody wants a skate park in the town of Troutman, for example— and they're going to cost a minimum of a million dollars, then that certainly means taxes have to go up to pay for it unless you can find a great big benefactor out there somewhere that says, I've got an extra million and y'all build that skate park. We really don't have those types for our town. Yes, we're growing. Yes, we're offering more services than we ever have. And I am very thankful that the town council has been forward thinking enough that we are preparing for the future. And that'll be a discussion that we'll get into a whole lot more detail at one of the later shows, whether I'm a guest of North Carolina Vicki Sawyer, Senator Vicki Sawyer, or, or whether I'm filling in for her once again. As we close, I would like to thank you for listening to We're Just Saying. North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer's radio show, and I appreciate her for letting me, Ron Duck White from the town of Troutman, come and participate on the show today. I thank all of you all that listened or live streamed and viewed us on there. I hope my hair was not too crooked for you viewers. Thank you. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.